Welcome to the Thanksgiving edition of the Game Preview Podcast presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together at WinBet. Ethan Greenberg on the East Coast. Cynthia Freeland rocking the green on the West Coast. I'm digging the sweater, it's, it, but it's not cold in California. So what's up with that? Well, when you move to California, you actually think cold is now something that begins with a six. So it is the six is in the 60s here. So it is actually what we would call California cold. So California cold. All California right, well. cold. You said six. It, over here today, it is half of that. We're starting with a three this morning. So we're off to a great start. Yeah, it's all right. You know, we, we've made this bed, right? Like now now we have to lie in it. So tis the season, yeah. though. It's more fun. I love New York in the winter, though. So like early winter, so much fun. Very pretty, right? You got the Rockefeller tree at some point. Um, do you miss like a snowy Christmas? Nope. I, I mean, look, I, I probably will at some point, but I grew up in Michigan. It was not like the most fun snow, right? It was like a lot of snow and it would last until like April. So, mm. you know, I'm, I'm okay with the beach, with the palm trees that are wearing Christmas lights or whatever. I, I like that. And, and the fakes and the fake snow machines that blow out whatever it is that is supposed to mimic snow. Yep. I don't All know right. what it is, but it's great. It's great for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You can still wear your California cold sweater. We're good. So. You know, I, I'm going to throw you a little curveball, right? Usually we start off with the coin toss. I'm going to, I'm saying no coin toss this week because we got big news here. And let's start with that in the first quarter. Jets rookie quarterback, Zach Wilson, back in the fold. He will start his first game after missing the last four with a PCL sprain going up against this Texans pass defense. Cynthia, what do you think about this matchup and what are realistic expectations from the number two overall pick in his first game back in a month? So, I think that everyone should uh, also check out my game score predictions because I think Jets fans are going to be very happy with me um, for maybe, you know, it, it's exciting, I guess. So I think that the difference here is that Zach Wilson brings like all of the offense to like a, they don't know what they're looking at, right? All of the offense that he knows is able to be leveraged, which means there is no tendency. There's no playbook on him. We know kind of what Joe Flacco is about. So now we get to see what have they been working with with Zach Wilson. Hopefully he's 100% healthy, of course, but they, we can see all of the different ways that they're able to use him. So, you know, who else doesn't know? The Texans defense. So we're going to be excited. The Texans defense, Cynthia, I was taking a look at their numbers and they're bottom third in a lot of NFL categories, but they're pretty good at taking the ball away. They're tied for fourth with 19 takeaways. They had five last week in their win over the Titans. So what is this matchup like for Zach Wilson in this Jets offense, knowing that the Texans let up a lot of yards, but they're also pretty good recently at taking the ball away? It all comes down to defensive pressures. If you look at that last game against the Texans, or against the Titans, excuse me, what the Texans did so well was pressure the quarterback. And of course there were takeaways because they were getting good pressure. It's kind of the theme this year. That's how you see teams really upset all of these kind of like top of the AFC teams or even top of the NFC teams. How do they get upset? Well, you get a ton of defensive pressure. And it's really, it's going to come down to in this game, who can bring the most heat up front? And it goes for both sides. And this Jets passing offense, I mean, we'd be remiss not to talk about Elijah Moore after last week. Eight catches, 141 yards, a touchdown, career high in catches, career high in receiving yards. He scored now five touchdowns in as many games, four of them receiving, one of them rushing. What have you made of Elijah Moore recently? And, you know, are you excited to see him finally link up with Zach Wilson again? Absolutely. So I like the fact that Elijah Moore earned five first downs. I know that's not like the sexiest part because everyone wants touchdowns. 
But first downs are really important too. So those five first downs really made a big difference because if you see what keeps, you know, offenses ahead of schedule and the chains moving and kind of everything you need to have happen in the defense off the field, because that also is a better way to, you know, not have the other team score points is when the Jets defense isn't on the field. So those first downs are clutch. Elijah Moore is really fun to watch from a route running tracking standpoint, because obviously who doesn't track it? not targeted. Don't you spend your time doing that? Because I do. And I think he's excellent. This draft class, I'm super excited to see what we get from Zach Wilson because this the draft class that we've seen other than Zach because he's been hurt has been awesome. You know, and when Zach Wilson's been in the lineup, his go-to target in the first few games was Corey Davis. Then Corey Davis gets hurt. He misses a couple games. Zach Wilson obviously hasn't played in a month. Corey Davis didn't have a big game last week. He had a pretty good game the week before that. But do you think that we could expect an increase in production from Corey Davis with Zach Wilson under center yet again? I think that that what I think I saw from Zach Wilson, obviously it's a very small sample size, is he was able to find the open receiver. And that was Corey Davis at that time in this offense. Things have changed since then. So if I were to say I have full confidence in a Corey Davis projection, I'd be lying to you. But I do have full confidence that Corey Davis is still going to run strong routes and he's still going to draw defenders away from him so that Zach Wilson has an opportunity then to, if it's not Davis, then someone else, maybe more, that could potentially be the one who actually hauls in the ball. So even if he's not the guy who gets the stat sheet, lights it up with a billion catches or whatever, I still think he's very valuable from the standpoint of drawing away coverages and creating space for everyone else. And we will see what happens this Sunday when Zach Wilson is under center yet again for the first time in a month. Let's move on to the second quarter here. The Jets rushing offense He's missing a guy now Michael Carter who is coming on strong has a low grade high ankle sprain which means Tevin Coleman Ty Johnson and LaMichael Pirine will be the three who will most likely be up so what does Michael Carter's absence do for this offense Cynthia and what do you think we can expect from the other guys who have shown production throughout the season yeah, it's a, it's a big hit because Michael Carter has really been a standout. Really, the thing he does well is he creates yards after contact or after the catch or after the catch contacted. You know, either way, in the run game and the pass catching game, he creates yards after defenders try to stop him. Here we go. That's, I think, the more eloquent way to say that. But the thing that I like about Michael Carter is he figures it out even when defenses know he's going to be the ball carrier. So I'm curious to see how that kind of translate to someone else. I've been saying in fantasy on fantasy live, like to pick up Ty Johnson, because why not? We have those, we know that their short passes to the running back are a marquee part of this offense. Maybe Tevin Coleman. Now, if I give the fantasy advice one way, it'll go the other because that's just Murphy's law. But at the end of the day, I think those short passes to the running backs, I think those are going to be kind of the clutch things to stay away from the Texans too. They brought good pressure last week against the Titans, but they didn't, haven't done it consistently this season. You know, isn't that how fantasy goes, right? Like you, you tell people one thing or you believe it's going to be one guy and then it's always the other guy. You map I mean, all the matchups and then it's yep. the other guy. But you still won the championship. Wait, first of all, timeout. We've never called a timeout here, all right, it, on this yep. podcast. I know you won the fantasy championship last year. How are you doing so far this year now? That I'm we're... in second right now. Mm, mm, mm -hmm. Okay. Yep, second. I And I, by the way, last week I was facing Jonathan Taylor. So, yeah, that Ooh. was not fun, but whatever mm. happens. Well, you know, all right. You know, it happens, but that was a good timeout. That was like a 30-second water break. Now let's get right back to it. This Jets offensive line, Elijah Bear Tucker has obviously been a big proponent of, of it. 
The Jets offensive line seems to have been gelling more recently over the X amount of weeks. What do you think about this matchup against a Texans defensive line that does like to get pressure, but to your point, not as consistent? So the interesting thing here is last game against the Dolphins, the tackles looked really good. If you look, go back, I know we're already in the, we're past the, the passing offense, but Joe Flacco against the blitz was, he did not throw an interception and he was, had a very high completion percentage and two of his touchdowns were against the blitz. So the tackles played really well. They identified what was going on and they picked up pressures really very well. So I think that carries over into this game. Hopefully we see it kind of all come together along the front. It's, it'll be, it'll be nice to see it kind of all work inside and outside very well together. And again, we'll see what happens. I'm very excited for it. So that's our second quarter and we're going to have an extended halftime because it is Thanksgiving and we need some debate. But before we get to halftime, I do need to change the IFB battery because it will die on me and halftime. So again, t quick TV timeout, and then we'll be back in 30 seconds for your viewing. <laughs> WinBet is now live in New Jersey, and they're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports, from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. WinBet, an official sportsbook and gaming partner of the New York Jets. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. A perfect day for football here at MetLife Stadium. This game is about two things, energy and discipline. Come out to MetLife Stadium on Sunday, December 5th at 1 p.m. to see the New York Jets host the Philadelphia Eagles presented by SAP. Don't miss the excitement of game day. Lock in your seats at nyjets.com slash tickets. Once again, that's nyjets.com slash tickets. All right, we're back. It's time for halftime. Thanksgiving is this week, of course. So let's just start with the obvious question here. Turkey, overrated, underrated. What what says you, Cynthia? You know, I'm giving give the unsatisfying answer because that's what I do. But I think it's like rated. I think that on Thanksgiving, <laughs> when you eat it, it's awesome. And the, everyone's the dark meat. It's the, even the, the white meat's too, a little too dry. But for the day, it's like perfect. But I think overall, like, you don't make it that often in the year. You know, there must be a reason for that. So I think it's properly rated. It's your great Thanksgiving staple. But other than that, like, maybe there's something else to try. Okay. Yeah, that was a very political answer, right? We're not trying to offend people, but... I turkey did, I, lovers I, I or did, turkey haters, yeah, no offense here. Exactly. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny because I would originally have said overrated, but then I feel like most people think that turkey is overrated, so like reverse psychology here, if most people think that it is overrated, then I'm saying that it's uh, it's underrated because I think it's a little better than being bad. You know what I mean? Like, yep, and to your point, you. it really just depends on how it's cooked and everything like that. So with that being said, I need you to power rank the sides. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're going stuffing or dressing, depending on what part of the country you're in, is number one. Okay, what? number two for me would have to be green bean casserole. Like the old, mm. the recipe that's like tried, tr tried and true. And I, I would never eat something like that normally, but whatever, on Thanksgiving, it's great. Um, then number three, I'm going to have to go with the sweet potato. I understand. It's weird. Like it's all these things that the sweet potato casserole, my mom puts marshmallows on it. Also disgusting. Mm. We go with that as well. And then I'm going to give you one more because I think sometimes people forget 
but you need to get like the good rolls so that later on you can make the good leftovers. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very much a fan of your power rankings. I like that. You didn't say anything cranberry. I'm not, I'm not a huge cranberry guy. Uh, one thing that like, I don't know if it's, I never grew up with Mac and cheese at Thanksgiving, but that sounds pretty good as does mashed potatoes. So I think mashed, for me, mashed potatoes trump the sweet potato. Personally. Yeah. I don't know why. I think I just went through like a, maybe I ate too many mashed potatoes in my life, but for me, the sweet potato just kind of edged them out. Maybe it's the marshmallow. Let me be honest. It's probably the marshmallows on top. <laughs> probably. Probably. But do you like <laughs> in general, we, are you going mashed potatoes over sweet potatoes? Like nope. in a non Thanksgiving? No, no. There's I'm like an all, like I'm an equal, equal opportunity potato enthusiast. Like I like those little okay. potatoes, fingerlings. I like the yellow potatoes. I like uh, potatoes are just good. They're just good. Like all of them. Yes. Yes. Uh, potato in any form is great. Uh, this might be a hot take and we've had hot takes in terms <laughs> of food on this podcast before, but I am anti curly fry and waffle fry. Like I, I will forever choose a normal French fry over either of those any day of the week. And tater yeah. tots, I can live without for the rest of my life. Interesting. I like tater tots like occasionally, right? Like it, like it has to be like in the right scenario done really well. But like if you're just talking averages, I'm with you. I don't need a tater tot. But onion rings don't get enough love. Ooh, onion ring. I haven't had an onion ring in forever. I don't know if I've ever really had an onion ring. You live but in New York. What are you talking about? There's excellent yeah, I know. onion rings in New York. Well, go get I, an onion I know, ring. I know. I think I need to. I think I, I think that might be like a post Thanksgiving. I don't want to say meal, but a post Thanksgiving task that I have before the holidays and in and after Thanksgiving, of course. So perfect. Um, I'm trying to think of more Thanksgiving questions. Favorite pie? Favorite pie. Okay. I'm. I know it's it's strange. I don't really like pumpkin. Not my thing as much. I'll I'll in, enjoy it, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I go with like a. And some people don't like hot fruit, but a few years ago I made a pear pie and it had goat cheese and then Mike's mm -hmm. hot honey, which is like, you know, pepper, honey, like spicy honey, pepper infused honey. And that so far has been the best pie that I've made. You, you put cheese in a pie? Cheese and hot fruit and honey that, that is, that has like a chili pepper in it. I will make it for you. It's, it doesn't sound good at all, but I was like this and it, and everyone's like, ah, I need more of that pear pie. So random. <laughs> it, it's, I'm trying to like think what it would be like tasting it. And I can understand the comp, the combination, but it's just not, it's, it's like, I understand it, but it's not just, it's not setting with my head. I don't know. Oh, well, now we have an off season activity. We're going to go have a pear pie eating party. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm fine with that. That's I I'm a big fan of pie. Um, I, I like pretty much all kinds of pie, but I don't like sweet potato pie. It's not, I don't understand it. If I'm eating the carbs, it better be sweet. That, that's kind of like where I'm at. You know, do you like rhubarb in your pie? Cause a good strawberry rhubarb mm. pie is mwah, delectable. I don't know if I've ever had a strawberry rhubarb pie. We're going to eat onion rings. <laughs> I mean, look, the pear pie is good because I kind of made it up, right? But of course not. But a strawberry rhubarb pie is pretty normal. Like, I'm not the weird one here for not. Like, yeah. that's a normal thing. No, that's me. That's on me. That's that on me. That one's on you. The rest of them are all on me, but that one's on you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, before we wrap up the halftime, is there anything that you want to bring up Thanksgiving-wise? I guess I'm going to ask you, low-key, of the season, what are you most grateful for around, like, this whole, like, the Jets season so far? What's your favorite moment or your favorite player? What are you most Ooh. thankful for? Mm. Mm. 
man, you're really putting me on the spot here. Um, I'm really thankful of the play of the, the young players, the rookies, because typically I feel like you can correct me if I'm wrong. In my experience, it takes rookies some time to acclimate. And for the Jets right now, outside of Zach, because he's been hurt, you have a second round pick who's shown a lot. Oh, let's start with AVT. You've had a second first round pick who's shown flashes, a second round pick, your fourth round pick in Michael Carter. Then there's the other Michael Carter at nickel. And then Brandon Eccles, before he got hurt, was having some flashes here and there. So I feel like if you're a Jets fan, you should be grateful for the way that this young core is coming together moving forward into the new year and into next season. What do you think about them apples? Ooh, I like that one. I think I'm going to add to that and I'm going to go with, I kind of like my like low key underrated player. Like I think Bryce Hall's played really well. Like I was thinking mm. about that this last week when I was watching him, like he was asked to do quite a bit. It's a depleted secondary and he's done really well. So I would say unexpected performances and like the happiness around, I don't know. I, I was, it was pretty fun watching how happy they were after the Bengals game too. I liked that a lot. So I maybe both of those things. Maybe the Bengals game and uh, how the, how like people have had these unexpectedly great performances. Yeah, it's been it's been a fun season. Although the record isn't indicating what the Jets want to be moving forward, but it is a process, right? And Robert Solid, right man in charge, and that was a good that was a good halftime. That was an extended halftime. That was like a Super Bowl halftime. Worth it. it. Like a, yeah, it was great. People think betting is about what you know. It's also about who you're with. With the WinBet Sports Betting Casino app, you bet with Win. Ben, look at this, look at this. New York plus three and a half at home. They're 44 and 22. Win. No New York bets. Hey. Hope you didn't bet on Boston. Shaq, did you bet on Boston? I went with Greg on this one. He has a whole system. <laughs> big payout, big payout, big payout, big payout. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Greg, man. Yes? What is the Greg system? I pick my color, mostly. So with that being said, you you talked about this Jets pass defense. We're going to get to them in the fourth quarter. How about the third quarter? Let's start off with this. The Texans rushing offense against this Jets rushing defense. And really, the Jets won't have to account for the Texans running backs. But also you have to account for Tyrod Taylor because he scored two touchdowns last week, Cynthia. Yeah, I mean, it's if there's one thing that's clear, it's that the Texans running back core, actual running backs are like confusing. They dropped Phillip Lindsay this week, which is quite unexpected and weird, I guess. I, bet, I don't know another word for that, but also their O-line has had really inconsistent play too, which is why you've seen Tyrod Taylor have to run so much. Last game, he was in a good flow. Obviously, the, the Titans front was giving him looks that he understood and could run against. He is a rushing threat, you know, always. We're very used to that. I mean, he was a bill for a long time, so you're used to that as well. But then he's a very smart vet. But outside of him... I don't trust the run game for the – I trust Tyrod Taylor's rushing ability, but I don't I don't trust the run game for – it seems a little – David Johnson, I don't. it seems like a little a little too throwback for me. How about that? A little too throwback, sure. But you like you like this matchup then uh, overall I do. from what I'm gathering for the Jets. I do. I think this is a great matchup for the Jets. I mean, look, containing Tyrod Taylor is a challenge, but I think that is something that this – defensive front is really well suited to do you've seen an uptick in the rush the run stopping ability or scouting out the run to see and that I, I think that especially from a quarterback it's Tyrod Taylor has tendencies and well, Tyrod Taylor tendencies Ty, okay so anyways so he does have tendencies and I, I do think that they're going to be able to to flush them out a little bit all right that that's a you know this is going to be a, a short third quarter because I feel like you know it's a good matchup for the Jets and you're unimpressed so far 
and confused by the Texans backfield. And you really got to key in on Tyrod Taylor. So with that being said, we're going to move on to the fourth quarter here, which is presented by home field IT. This Texans passing offense, of course, which features Tyrod Taylor and Brandon cooks who uh, the jets need to account for against this young Jets secondary. That's no longer with Brandon Eccles for a couple weeks because he was placed on IR Isaiah Dunn last week started in his place. What did you make of the Jets secondary's performance against Miami? And who do they need to worry about this weekend in Houston? The the thing about the the interesting part about when you go back to the Miami game and the looks and Tua's ability to, you know, a lot of this came from the fact that they were able to execute play action and they were able to execute the run game enough to get you know, to, to get to out of rhythm or into rhythm rather out of like out of being making crazy decisions. I don't know what will happen in terms of how the rhythm will go for Tyrod, because even without a defense being in his face a ton, we've seen different results in each game in the passing situation. I mean, yes, Brandon Cooks is a very formidable wide receiver one. And then after that, it gets a little dicey. Who's going to catch the ball? So I think that this is like a Robert Sellis special, right? Coach has got this one. This is one where it's not like there's 15 options on every book. And there wouldn't ever be 15, but you know what I'm saying? I'm being exaggerating. But there aren't, there aren't like six pass catching options on any of their looks, right? So I think that luckily it simplifies it a bit for the, you know, the defensive backs who are depleted. And I think that really helps because I think that gives the opportunity for the front to say, okay, we're, we're going blitz. And then we're going to figure out what happens. It brings the pressure because whoever, like I said, the team that wins the pressure battle in this one wins the game. Well, let's just go up front. Then the Texans have Larry Tunsil hasn't been playing recently, but this Texans offensive line, it's been shaky throughout the season or according to what you said earlier, Brian Baldinger did a breakdown earlier on the Texans offensive line. It looked shaky in his breakdown. So and but again, whenever me and Baldy agree, it's good. What, whenever, yeah, whenever, uh, how, damn, how did you do that? I can't, do I, that. I practice. You practice, yeah, I, I have to do this whenever you and Baldy agree, but you can't even see the, yeah, this. Well, I feel bad for Baldy, but you know what? He chose he that one. Listen, so. he's, he's like the happiest person on the planet and he's happy to like show you it. So, it, like, he's not, it's not hurting his feelings. We're not making fun of him. He earned it. He, he you know, those are his stripes, you know, <laughs> those are his stripes. You got it. So, the Jets haven't really gotten taking the quarterback down a whole lot recently. Right? It's been it's been a big change since the bye week weeks ago. But you think this could change potentially against the Texans if they up front because you'd like the matchup again. When you don't have a reliable run game, then it is easier on the passing downs to figure out where the pressure points in the O line are. It's just like truth. It's a truth, right? So at the end of the day. I think that the run stopping on early downs and getting, you know, look, Tyrod Taylor will scramble for some yards. It's going to happen. But uh, outside of that, forcing them into passing situations will be a great opportunity for a guy like John Franklin Myers to go up there and get after Tyrod Taylor, pressure him, get him out of his comfort zone, make him throw on the run. That's not necessarily where he's most comfortable. He's most comfortable running or like passing in a very like, this is the plan and I'm executing the plan. I'm not calling you a game manager, but I'm saying he's better when the options are very clear. So between this matchup, the Jets passing defense and the Jets rushing defense against this Texans offense, which one do you like more to favor the Jets or is it a push? Well, I think you'll see. Well, I think the one when you're watching, like with your eye, the one that will feel more impactful will be the pressure one. 
I like in the passing game. But I think that the one that will probably cause those pressures to look so good is the run stopping capability. And John Franklin Myers, by the way, good at that as well. But it's it's the you know leading to unfavorable downs and distances so that everyone stays you know understanding where the pressure points in the offense lie so the defense can execute that. All right. That was our fourth quarter. Oh, no, no, no. One more. One more before we end the fourth quarter here. I forgot. You mentioned Bryce Hall. What have you made of Bryce Hall's season so far? And, I mean, what what kind of difficult matchup, not only for Bryce Hall, but the rest of the secondary, is Brandon Cooks? Brandon Cooks is a difficult matchup, but so is Jalen Waddell, and so is what the, what, you know, the Dolphins have had there. And Bryce Hall allowed 14 yards in coverage. 14! And none of them were first outs. So when you have things like that happening, you're going to be in much better shape. I think he's doing a great job. I think Brandon Cooks will have some yards because they funnel their offense to him. So it's kind of a law of averages, I guess, or a volume of whatever, adding together the volume. So I do think he'll have some yards. I don't think it's going to, I don't think he's going to have some crazy multiple touchdown crazy day, but I do think they'll figure out a way to get some of the yards to him. Um, and I think that the pressures will ultimately up front make it easier for the guys in the back too. This is a better scenario for how the Jets are built because they're built stronger up front and there are more question marks in the back, but the, the, the way that the back and the front work together allow for that pass stopping situation to happen. All right. That was our fourth quarter presented by home field. IT a little overtime period here, Cynthia, I usually leave the floor to you, but I'm going to, I'm going to preface this and you can take this any way you wish. But if you're a Jets fan, why should Jets fans like this matchup? You mentioned your game preview or the uh, was was technically the game preview number or what? What, what they call them the like my used? we brand it like game theory. So whatever. Game theory. But all right. Basically, my there scores. All of my scores. <laughs> and okay, why? All of the because scores. Because the reason it's the game theory is because they all have it's the how did the score happen and then what is the like reasoning for why behind it? So why should Jets fans feel confident in your game theory prediction? And that's, and we'll leave it on a happy Thanksgiving note. Okay, so two reasons. One, I think the Jets' defensive front has the edge in terms of pressure. And number two, I think the fact that the Texans' defense does not know what to expect with Zach Wilson will be an advantage for the Jets, especially in the passing game. Because then you'll be able to see, okay, all of the looks, running backs in space, that means those shorter passes we've seen, I think they're going to be very effective. That's where we've seen other teams have success. So I'm guessing that this coaching staff saw that film and will execute it just like that. And I think the Texans, unfortunately, they don't know what they've got to scout in Zach Wilson. So it's an advantage for the Jets. That's a very happy Thanksgiving note to leave on. So with that, Cynthia, enjoy your Thanksgiving, your hot honey pear, apple, no, no apple. Hot honey pear goat cheese pie. So random, I know, but it's good. I promise. I trust you. You know, I trust you. I trust you. So, but, you know, we'll put that to the test another time. You enjoy your Thanksgiving and we'll talk to you next week. And that was another game preview podcast presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together at WinBet.